the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leave it up there. He couldn't make that if he tried that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by professional better Raheem Palmer, who's got one leg. We're going to be breaking down the Wednesday slate in the NBA. This is your Wednesday workshop, which we do on Tuesdays, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube from the Action Network. We break down the Wednesday slate, give you the hot off the presses lines, our impressions of them, best bets early, check in tomorrow to see where we kind of landed on things. We'll have all that in the Action Network app, which you can download on your mobile device today. It is the best way for you to track your picks, get up to second information on where the money and lines are moving, and all of that information. Check it out, the Action Network app right now. Let's not waste any time, Ra. One, I feel bad. You have a leg injury, so you're playing hurt today, but you're toughing it out. You're playing through the pain. What is your first pick for the Wednesday workshop? Philadelphia 76ers, New York Knicks, over 221. We gave out the over 219 on Sunday. But I just don't think these odds makers can make these totals high enough. You have a team in the Philadelphia 76ers who, believe it or not, with James Harden and Joel Embiid, they are averaging 40, yes, 40 free throw attempts a game. So you kind of got to roll with that. Also, the Knicks, they're averaging 35 free throw attempts per game over the last couple of games as well. So this is going to be a, a highly physical game where guys are going to be going to the line. And when you look at this, this Philadelphia 76ers team, they can't be stopped offensively right now. They're scoring 124 points per 100 possessions with James Harden and Joel Embiid the last two games. And I just don't think this Knicks team is going to be able to slow them down. And also the Sixers are pushing the pace. So along with them pushing the pace, I just think you get a lot of possessions and this is kind of an easy over and I see this number going up. So if you want to grab this immediately. Okay. So I guess here's like the first question. Um, Do you feel like most of this cap is based off of the Sixers side or is it also based off of the Knicks side? Because I kind of wonder like that Sixers defense has been really good, especially in this Harden, like the small sample with Harden, the offense, they're killing teams, right? They're scoring a ton of points and they're not letting the opponents score a lot. Is this more based off of the Sixers side or is it a combined look? I think it's more based off the Sixers side, but it, I mean, it is a combined look when you look at the Knicks defense. So it's like the Knicks defense is struggling. But then also, I just don't think the Knicks even, like when you look at that game the other day, the Knicks shot just 11 to 33 from three point range. And three point variance is a thing. So they put up, 109 points, and they put up 106 points per under possessions. I think the Knicks can do better than that. So when you combine those two with the Sixers being solid offensively, and I think the Knicks played a little bit below their level, we got 125-109 on Sunday. I, I think we could get 130-115, you know, or even 125-115, and that does it. So I think it's way too low. What do you have this model at? I have it at 226. All right, so you got like a healthy, you got a health, you got five points clearance on this. Okay, is that the is that your two weeks model or is that full season? That's two weeks. Okay, all right. Which I mean, you know, how do you like this is the kind of the problem that we're at, right? Like, how do you cap this? Actually, it's not even two weeks. I'm going a month here. Yeah, like, well, I mean, this is part of it, right? Is like the Sixers are just fundamentally like a different team, and honestly, like, yeah. I think this is a problem. I want just real quickly. I think this is a problem with most of the teams. 
Like the Knicks I saw went one and nine in February. Like a bunch of teams have just fallen off of the map. Like they just plummeted, right? They've all hit the iceberg and are sinking. And meanwhile, the Sixers added James Harden, right? Like the Nets are getting, are probably going to get Kyrie and Katie, maybe not Ben Simmons, but those two back at some point here in the next couple of weeks. You have like all of the different changes. You got the Pacers. Like there's so many teams that have fundamentally changed their entire complexion that I do wonder, especially with totals, I'm having a hard time because my, you know, the numbers I run are based on full season only. I'm having a hard time figuring out like what to do with a lot of these numbers and how reliable they are because everything has changed so much. And the Sixers, I think are emblematic of that as anybody. Yeah. At least for me, my, even my full season numbers are weighted towards more recent data. So like, well, I think my full season number was my full season number for this game is 206. Right. And that's, I mean, we know that's not accurate. So I can just take that and throw that out. And I can also look at what the odds makers are pricing these games as a guy. So I basically will, a lot of these games, I'm kind of taking my month model. I'm taking recent play and I'm kind of like averaging it all together and then trying to come up with a number. But for the Sixers, there's no point in even averaging it because they're just so different. Well, I want to ask on this side though, because um, I will tell you, mm-hmm. So the team total here is going to be 216, or I'm sorry, 116 for uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's going to be 105 for the Knicks. Okay. So I, I do kind of think the Knicks number may be a little bit more stable, right? Like, I guess yeah. here's the question. If, if we're going to wait this, if I told you, hey, you don't have the, the, the combined total on the board, right? And people can just bet the, time, the, the combined total like you're advising. But if I told you that they were both off, would you take over, two six, over 116 Sixers or under 105 Knicks? Take over 116 Sixers. Okay, so you, like, you just feel pretty confident they are not scoring less than 120 here. Like it's very yeah, like yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very confident in the Sixers offense. And then also I think one of the things you have to remember is that this is James Harden's first home game in Philadelphia. So I expect them to show up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he cares about that. <laughs> Just, I don't I don't, tr- I don't trust him to care in that regard. I do want to look at this. Um, <laughs> Knicks are third worst offensively last two weeks for clean the glass. So I kind of feel like maybe the, the the play here is just team total over 116 Sixers and just think that they're going to, if if you think they're going to stomp them, right? And if you think that they're going to stomp them, this kind of leads me towards just like the play in the side too. What do you, so the the, the line on this is uh, Sixers minus 11. What do you have the spread at? I have this spread at 10.8. Yeah, I've got 10.7. So yeah. And, and like, if I, if I take the 10.7 for the full season numbers and adjust for a Harden, like this gets us pretty clear, right? Like if I think that they're, cause I think the Knicks are going to go under uh, the one Oh five. Like, I think this might be like a one Oh two, one twenty three. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if we projected it that, I don't know, I, I don't want to get crazy. I'm just saying like, I wouldn't hate a same game parlay. That's like, that's like Sixers over Sixers money line or Sixers. Yeah. Spread. I, I wouldn't hate that either. Yeah. I right. definitely wouldn't hate that. So we just, if we just think that like, they're not going to, we don't think they're the, if we think the Knicks are not going to be able to score because their offense hasn't been good and the Sixers are going to be able to score. The only thing that, that does make me a little bit nervous is it's a duplex spot, but those have been really like wacky this season. 
the the two playing yeah. the same team twice has not been the trend that it was like the last two seasons. So um, yeah. interesting game. I do like, I think of all of those, I like the 116 over for the Sixers. I think the best. But mm-hmm. I don't hate the total because more than likely you're going to hit the total anyway because it's going to be like Sixers 130, right? And you don't even, yeah. you don't even have to care about what the, what the, what the Knicks do. Um, we think I, I, think, I think also the important thing is that I think this total is going up. So I have, if I bet it now, I think I have time to make a decision because this total closed 219 the other day okay. and they bumped it up two points. So we know that people are going to be betting over. So if you grab that now, you got time to think about it and, you know, maybe change your mind on it. So, and get some closing line value. Okay. Uh, let's go to your next bet. What's your second best bet for the Wednesday slate? I'm going with the Denver Nuggets, Oklahoma City Thunder under. When you look at these two teams, neither one of these two teams play a particularly fast pace. The Nuggets, they play one of the slowest pace in the league. So. Like, I think they're 19th in pace. They're at 97 possessions a game. And then they're 21st in offensive length of possession. When you look at the Oklahoma City Thunder, they are 14th in pace. They are a little faster on offensive length of possession, but they're 29th in defensive length of possession. So I see a lot of grinded out possessions. The only thing that's a concern for this is is the Oklahoma City Thunder defense, which is 23rd in defensive rating over the last couple of weeks. They're giving up 116 points per one possessions but they're equally as inept on offense where they're scoring 106 points per one to possessions. I know they got shot Gilgis Alexander back in the lineup, but I think this, this Nuggets defense can hold them down. They're second in defensive rating over the last two weeks. And then also, I think the big thing is that the Oklahoma City Thunder, they tend to score in transition. I mean, between the half court and transition, that's where they thrive. But the Nuggets are 12th in transition defense. So, you got a slower pace game. This total's 225. I make this closer to like 221. So I'm going under. So team total on Nuggets Thunder for the Thunder is going to be 105 and a half. Um, that's just, that's a very low amount of points. I like, I've liked the OKC Thunder defense. Again, this is another example of this, right? Like the Thunder defense has been really good this season. And they've been really good when they're a double-digit dog. Like, the Thunder are one of the best teams in the league when they're a double-digit dog this season. But uh, this Nuggets team has been on a roll. I guess my only concern on this is the Nuggets offense has been really good, so isn't it possible if the Thunder defense is bad that the Nuggets – because I'll say this, the Nuggets get hit like they were an underplay for the first half of the season. But at this point, they're they're so efficient out – it outperforms the pace, right? So yeah, they're playing this. Gla- they're still playing glacially. They're playing really slow. However, especially with Demarcus Cousins and Bryn Forbes now on the bench, those bench units no longer go scoreless. So there's a little bit of a boost in the offensive efficiency there. Like yeah. I would be worried about the Nuggets pushing this over by getting them up to like a 116, 118, um, maybe even 120 here, and then your margin for error with the OKC side is a little narrow. Are you worried about that at all? Um, I think you do have to be worried about that. But I, when you look at the last two games, even against the, the Blazers and the, the Kings, they both went under. So you had the Nuggets putting up 115 against the Kings. When I think the Kings are a better, better offensive team. That, that game ended 115-110. You look at the, um, the game against the Portland Trail Blazers, that was 124-92. So I think we're looking in, in, in kind of a, a similar range here. 
And look, as long as the Nuggets don't completely blow this thing out the water, and I think Oklahoma City, to me, they have a better defense than the Blazers and the Kings, I think we'll be all right. I just think it's a tad bit too high. I'm not as high on this as I am the, the Sixers total now. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I've got the Thunder. I've got on full season projections. I've got the Thunder projected for 95 points in this game. So, like, yeah, it's it's low. So, I might say Thunder team total under. That gives me like 10 mm-hmm. points of, of value there. And that way, if it's a yeah. slow paced game, I don't know. I don't know. This one, I got. I, I, I even have to really think this one through. I don't have a lean either way on this one. Um, one I that I this, wanted to bounce. I have this two twenty. Go ahead. I actually have this two twenty one. Okay. And I have the Nuggets at I have Nuggets at one seventeen. I have the Thunder at one hundred four. Yeah, I've got Nuggets at one eleven. And if I even though I bump that up like five points for how their offense has been performing lately, it's at one sixteen. That's like right around mm-hmm. where the um, where the mark's going to be for their mm-hmm. team total. But yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it should be an interesting one. The fourteen and a half is a lot of points, but I have to kind of like this is a, I, I want to ask you about this. So if you've met a team all season and you've had success and they've been doing things, but the things, but it started to turn and that team has started to take this dip like this, how important is it to like reevaluate? I know that we, we always talk about how important it is to have a number for you to play against, but this seems like a spot where I've just got to be like, look, the thunder been good to you, but they've taken you as far as they can go. And you got to leave them alone because they are in, especially post all-star they're in full on tank mode. Yeah. You definitely have to, I mean, we saw last year, the, the Thunder, they should have hit their win total over, and then they lost like 24 of the last 26 games. So, like, at some point, you got to know when to hop off the bandwagon. It's just like investing. At some point, you, you buy low, you sell high, and at some point, you just can't bet them. So, you just got to know when to leave something alone. All right, so I got a few I want to talk to you about. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are taking on the Orlando Magic. I very the Magic are favored in this one, minus two and a half. Pacers are on a third and four nights. Uh, Pacers are obviously a much different team now with where their guys are at. Uh, possible Brogdon plays in this one. If Brogdon plays, I bet the line moves a little bit, but I kind of lean towards. Indiana here because I feel like this is an overcorrection to the Magic winning that game over the weekend. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Obviously, Brogdon didn't play. I think you want to make sure Duarte plays because that's important as well. So I think if they had their guys healthy, I think this is a game they could win. And I think you saw in that first half the Pacers actually had a lead. It's just it felt like they got tired down the stretch. So I do like this one. Cavaliers are two point favorites versus the Hornets. Uh, this, this one entirely comes down to like, I'm at, this is where I'm at right now with the caps. Uh, if Darius Garland plays, I'm going to bet them. If Darius Garland does not play, I am going to bet against them. That's where I'm at with the Cavaliers at this point. Like I, I, I just genuinely think that the models do not account for how important Garland is for this team because they do not, their replacement level guards are so poor. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a, an accurate assessment. And then, I mean, we've talked about this before when it comes to the Charlotte Hornets. The models aren't incorporating how much Gordon Hayward means to this team. So I, I think if, if Garland is playing, obviously there's no Hayward for the Hornets. The Hornets are just in a total tailspin right now. Yeah, they're and bad. I mean, like, I mean, this is a team that can't. When you look at the Hornets, for most of the year, they were a team who could score, but they couldn't stop anybody. Now they can't score and they can't stop anybody. So. I think this is a team that you you just look in the fade right now. 
the Hornets are suddenly within range of the under on 38 wins on the win total. And I'm very excited because that was one of my best plays of this, my stronger plays of the season. And I was like, I given up on it after the first month and a half. And now I was looking at it the other day and I was like, this is doable. I might be able to get back in this thing. So let's, I'm very excited for a Hornets late season collapse. Final one for you. This is a lot of points, but I, I kind of like the spot raw. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are coming off of two days rest after losing to the Jazz at home. No Chris Paul. They're 13 and a half point favorites versus the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, here's here's a, a notable one. Jason Quick, who covers the Blazers for the Athletic, said that Yusuf Nurkic is now out with a foot injury uh, as he joins the tank. Like Quick, all but reported, like yeah, they're resting guys because they're trying to improve draft position. The Suns handled business versus a team under 500, and then struggled in games versus teams over 500, and now are facing a team under 500. Maybe this is like the new way to play the Suns without Chris Paul is if they're facing a bad team, their floor is so high, even with a 13 and a half number, they can cover versus like this is 13 and a half points without Chris Paul on the surface. I'd be like, that's a little bit crazy, but yeah, I look at the Blazers and if they've got incentive to lose now, so there's a drag on the Blazers who are already not good. And the Suns are probably being underrated versus specifically bad teams. Right. And they probably took a little bit of a ding because of their performance without Chris Paul versus these good teams. So now we're in a spot where maybe like you can lay the points with the Suns if they're playing a team with obvious incentive to lose. They just beat the Oklahoma City Thunder by 20 yep. the other night. So I think this Portland Trailblazers team is on par with what we're seeing from Oklahoma City. So I think this is a fair number and I think you can get an edge fading them. So I agree with this. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the Wednesday workshop. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to give us those five-star reviews. We'll be back on Wednesday night for the Thursday workshop, where we'll break down Thursday's slate with Raheem Palmer and Joe Delera. Check us out tomorrow night on YouTube at 7 o'clock Eastern. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure to download the Action Network app. We'll see you guys again next time on the workshop.